The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024, Tuesday of the first week of Lent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saints today are Saints Jacinta and Francisco Marto. Now, Jacinta was born in 1910, Francisco in 1908. And between May 13th and October 13th, 1917, three Portuguese shepherd children received apparitions of Our Lady near Fatima, a city 110 miles north of Lisbon. At the first appearance, Mary asked the children to return to that spot on the 13th of each month for the next six months. She also asked them to learn to read and write and to pray the rosary to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war. Less than two years later, in 1908, Francisco died of influenza. Jacinta died of influenza in Lisbon in 1926. Their cousin, Lucia dos Santos, became a Carmelite nun and was still living when Jacinta and Francisco were beatified in 2000. She died five years later. Saints Jacinta and Francisco Marto, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask for pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Imagine that you were very, very hungry one day. And you're out on the street and this man approaches you and he seems trustworthy. He seems like a good man. And he's got a jar of your favorite candy. And he says, hey, you look hungry. Why don't you have this jar of candy? And so you say, great, sounds good. And so you take the jar and you open it and you start eating your candy and you're very happy because You're hungry, and your hunger is being met by a food that you particularly like, say, peanut M&Ms, for example. I love peanut M&Ms myself. And then, you know, you're a couple M&Ms in, and and the guy says, wait, wait a second, hold on. I've got a deal for you here. Trust me, if you can empty that jar of peanut M&Ms over the next few weeks without eating any, just throw them out or give them away, but don't eat any of them yourself. If you can empty them out over the next few weeks, I'll come back here and 
I'll fill the empty jar with diamonds. And you'll have precious diamonds in that jar. Well, the first thing I would say is, well, can I just get the diamonds without getting rid of the M&Ms? Can I just put it in another jar? And he says, no, the, the diamonds can only go in that jar. These are special diamonds. They can only go in that jar. And only if the M&Ms are taken out without being eaten. Well, I think we would all, if we trusted this guy, of course, this is a, this is a uh, parable, if you will. If we trusted this guy, we would all take him up on that. Right? We would undergo the self-denial. We would undergo the discomfort of not eating those M&Ms over the next few weeks and getting rid of them in order to have room in that jar for those diamonds. Well, this is Lent. In Lent, we make room in our soul for God. And there's only so much room in our soul. If we love other things too much, we will not love God enough. If our soul and our attention and our will and our heart and our mind and our hope and our delight is centered on other things, is concerned with other things, is filled with other things, well then, there's no room for God. There's only one jar. There's only one jar that the diamonds of God's love can enter into. There's only one container that God can be present in, and that's our soul. And so there has to be space in our soul. And Lent is this time when we decide, okay, what are the peanut M&Ms that need to be taken out of the jar of my soul? Maybe it is peanut, <laughs> maybe it is actually giving up peanut M&Ms. I'm not sure. For many of us, it could be something like using our phone too much or watching our favorite shows too much. Right? What are the time wasters where I look for comfort, I look for entertainment, I look for solace that are okay, but they keep me from loving God more. They keep me from living presence of God better. They end up being a little bit self-indulgent or a lot self-indulgent and time wasters and a lack of temperance. Well, maybe those things are the things that we need to empty out the jar of our soul of so that the love of God can enter more. In today's gospel, Jesus, you speak to us precisely of the love of God by teaching us the Our Father, the love of God that wants to enter our soul like those diamonds in a jar is a fatherly love, a beautiful fatherly love and providence. And so Jesus teaches us today how to pray, how to address God Almighty in our prayer. Jesus said to his disciples, in praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. A beautiful guarantee of God's love for us. Thank you, Jesus, for sharing your Father, God, with us. Jesus is so generous. He gives us his life on the cross. He gives us his body as food in the Eucharist, the bread of life. He gives us the wisdom of his teaching in his preaching and in the teachings of the church. He gives us his mother to be our mother, which I always found extremely generous. I know that I would be hesitant to do that, to share my own mother with a bunch of losers, but he does that. Right? He shares his mother with the whole world, with the whole church, sinners and saints alike. And perhaps most generously, Jesus gives us his own relationship to God. He's the only begotten son. 
And he says this to us. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven. My Father, through me, is now your Father. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What a beautiful thing to fill our heart with. To fill our soul with. The conviction. The awareness, as St. Josemaria would put it. The awareness that we're children of God. that God. The Father, Almighty, All-Powerful, Creator of heaven and earth, loves us with an infinite love. God is my Father. Sometimes people ask, well, if you had to go to a desert island, you know, what one book would you bring? Or if you could go with a CD player, right? what one CD or album would you bring to listen to? Or if you could go with a DVD player and you could only bring one movie, what one movie? would you go to be able to watch right the rest of your life on a desert island? If you could only pick one of those things, a book, a, an album, a movie, right? which one would it be? And St. Elizabeth of the Trinity, a beautiful soul, beautiful mystical soul with a great love of God, didn't put the question in that way, but she kind of told us the answer. She put it this way, actually. She said, if you only had... John chapter 17, to use in your mental prayer for the rest of your life, right? That would be enough. John chapter 17 is deep enough and beautiful enough to pray about for the rest of your life. You don't need any other texts for mental prayer. And if you look at John chapter 17, towards the end, there are some incredible passages about divine filiation. And they're real showstoppers. They show us, Jesus, just how real our divine filiation is, just how real it is to say that God is our Father, just how much He loves us in you. This is Jesus at the Last Supper in John chapter 17, part of the priestly discourse, praying in the presence of His apostles, talking to God the Father. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Ding, 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 ding. What an incredible statement. That the world may know that you have sent them and have loved them even as you have loved me. And then, because the Holy Spirit knows that we're doubting Thomas's, and we say, oh, you just said it once, maybe it was allegorical, maybe it was symbolic, maybe he really didn't mean it. Well, the Holy Spirit has Jesus repeat it, and John record it. Again, just a few verses later, the very last verse of this chapter. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. The love of God for Jesus in us, and this is Lent, to believe in that love entering us and to do the work to create the space in our heart and soul for that love to enter more and more fully. Jesus, help us to be courageous enough and tempered enough and trusting enough to empty out the jar of our soul of whatever we need to so that we can know and experience this incredible love that you shared with us, the love of the Father for his only begotten Son. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me. In this meditation, I ask your help to put them into effect. 
my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. And you'll find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the first week of Lent, February 20th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church now in prayer. As we begin the liturgical day, we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come. Let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let let us sing to the Lord, and and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come then, let us bow down and worship bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah, They challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. 
His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation 
See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. This is the favorable time. This This is the day day of salvation. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I am the Lord. Repeat to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I tell you. But Moses protested to the Lord, Since I am a poor speaker, how can it be that Pharaoh will listen to me? The Lord answered him, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall act as your prophet. You shall tell him all that I command you. In turn, your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites leave his land. Yet I will make Pharaoh so obstinate that despite the many signs and wonders that you and I will work in the land of Egypt, he will not listen to you. Therefore I will lay my hand on Egypt, and by great acts of judgment I will bring the hosts of my people, the Israelites, out of the land of Egypt, so that the Egyptians may learn that I am the Lord, as I stretch out my hand against Egypt and lead the Israelites out of their midst. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord had commanded. Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord told Moses and Aaron, If Pharaoh demands that you work a sign or wonder, you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will be changed into a snake. Then Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, and did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it was changed into a snake. Pharaoh, in turn, summoned wise men and sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did likewise by their magic arts. Each one threw down his staff, and it was changed into a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. Pharaoh, however, was obstinate and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had foretold. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh is obdurate in refusing to let his people go. Tomorrow morning when he sets out for the water, go and present yourself by the river bank, holding in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent. Say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you with this message. Let my people go to worship in the desert. But as yet you have not listened 
The Lord now says, This is how you shall know that I am the Lord. I will strike the water of the river with the staff I hold, and it shall be changed into blood. The fish in the river shall die, and the river itself shall become so polluted that the Egyptians will be unable to drink its water. The Lord then said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, their streams and canals and pools and all their supplies of water, that they may become blood. Throughout the land of Egypt there shall be blood, even in the wooden pails and stone jars. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron raised his staff and struck the waters of the river in full view of Pharaoh and his servants. And all the water of the river was changed into blood. The fish in the river died, and the river itself became so polluted that the Egyptians could not drink its water. There was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same by their magic arts. So... Pharaoh remained obstinate and would not listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had foretold. He turned away and went into his house with no concern even for this. All the Egyptians had to dig in the neighborhood of the river for drinking water since they could not drink the river water. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The angel poured out the vial into the river, and the waters turned into blood. Then I heard him cry, You are just, O Holy One, and just is the punishment you have decreed. These, These men, men have, have spilled the blood, the blood of the saints, of the saints and, and the prophets. prophets. Then I heard another angel cry from the altar, Lord God Almighty, your judgments are true and just. These men have spilled the blood of the saints and the prophets. From a treatise from the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Dear brothers, the commands of the gospel are nothing else than God's lessons, the foundations on which to build up hope, the supports for strengthening faith, the food that nourishes the heart. They are the rudder for keeping us on the right course, the protection that keeps our salvation secure. As they instruct the receptive minds of believers on earth, they lead safely to the kingdom of heaven. God willed that many things should be said by the prophets, his servants, and listened to by his people. How much greater are the things spoken by the Son? These are now witnessed to by the very word of God who spoke through the prophets. The word of God does not now command us to prepare for his coming. He comes in person and opens up the way for us and directs us toward it. Before we wandered in the darkness of death aimlessly and blindly, now we are enlightened by the light of grace and are to keep to the highway of life with the Lord to proceed and direct us. The Lord has given us many counsels and commandments to help us toward salvation. He has even given us a pattern of prayer, instructing us on how we are to pray. 
He has given us life, and with his accustomed generosity, he has also taught us how to pray. He has made it easier for us to be heard as we pray to the Father and the words taught us by the Son. He had already foretold that the hour was coming when true worshipers would worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He fulfilled what he had promised before so that we who have received the Spirit and the truth through the holiness he has given us may worship in truth and in the Spirit through the prayer he has taught. What prayer could be more a prayer of the Spirit than the one given us by Christ by whom the Holy Spirit was sent upon us? What prayer could be more a prayer in the truth than the one spoken by the lips of the Son who is truth himself? It follows that to pray in any other way than the Son has taught us is not only the result of ignorance, but of sin. He himself has commanded it and has said, You reject the command of God to set up your own tradition. So, my brothers, let us pray as God our Master has taught us, to ask the Father in words his Son has given us, to let him hear the prayer of Christ ringing in his ears, is to make our prayer one of friendship, a family prayer. Let the Father recognize the words of his Son. Let the Son who lives in our hearts be also on our lips. We have him as an advocate for sinners before the Father. When we ask forgiveness for our sins, let us use the words given by our Advocate. He tells us, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. What more effective prayer could we then make in the name of Christ than in the words of his very own prayer? Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and and you will receive that your joy may be full. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give you, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ask, Ask, and and you you will receive, that your joy may be full. Let us pray. Look upon your family, Lord, that through the chastening effects of bodily discipline, our minds may be radiant in your presence with the strength of our yearning for you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. It's coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord teaches his disciples a prayer that covers just about everything. You know it too. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And in praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. 
pray then like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Yesterday I told you that the devil does indeed exist. Well, thanks be to God, the angels do too. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. St. Matthew ends his narration of the temptations of our Lord with this verse, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Let us look for a moment at this appearance of angels in Jesus' life, for it will help us to understand their role, the role, that is, of their angelic mission in all human life. Christian tradition describes the guardian angels as powerful friends placed by God alongside each one of us to accompany us on our way, and that is why he invites us to make friends with them and get them to help us. In suggesting that we meditate on these passages of the life of Christ, the Church reminds us that during Lent, when we recognize our sins, our wretchedness, and our need for purification, there is also room for our joy. Lent is a time for both bravery and joy. We have to fill ourselves with courage, for the grace of God will not fail us. God will be at our side and will send his angels to be our traveling companions, our prudent advisors along the way, our cooperators in all that we take on. Holy Scripture and tradition rightly give the name of angels to those pure spirits who chose God, His kingdom, and His glory when they were given the fundamental test of freedom. They're charged with protecting all men. We read in the epistle to the Hebrews, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to serve for the sake of those who are to obtain salvation? It is common doctrine that each and every man, baptized or not, has his guardian angel. The angel's mission begins with the conception of a man and continues up to the moment of his death. St. John Chrysostom affirms that all the guardian angels will gather together at the universal judgment in order to bear witness themselves to the ministry that they exercise through God's command and for the salvation of each man. In the Acts of the Apostles, we find a number of passages which tell us about the intervention of these holy angels and about the confidence that the first Christians had in them. This trust and veneration of our first brothers in the faith for the angels is particularly highlighted in the account of the freeing of St. Peter from prison. 
an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and he struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell from his hands, and the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your mantle around you and follow me. As soon as he had been set free, Peter went to the house of Mary, the mother of Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a maid named Rhoda came to answer it. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy she did not open the gate, but ran in and told them that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, You are mad. But she insisted that it was so. They said, It is his angel. This incident shows us what great affection the first Christians felt for Peter as well as the great naturalness of their faith in the guardian angels. See on what intimate terms the early Christians were with their guardian angels. And you? We too have to get to know them in a natural and confident way, and we will often be amazed at the help they give us to overcome in our struggle against the evil one. We receive valuable help from the good angels, messengers of God's love. We have been taught by the tradition of the church to direct our prayer to them. Angel of God, you are my guardian, enlighten my mind. Guard me, direct me, and govern me, for I have been entrusted to your celestial care. Amen. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer again now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. 
Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity, so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose deeds deeds are blameless and and his heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp, With a ten-stringed lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy, whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth. 
he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth, he who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the book of Joel. Return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God, God himself, himself will set me free from the hunter's snare, from those who would trap me with lying words, and, and from, from the hunter's snare. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Let us pray. Praise to Christ, who has given us himself as the bread from heaven. Let us pray to him, saying, Jesus, you feed and and heal heal our souls. Come Come to to strengthen us. Lord, feed us at the banquet of the Eucharist. With all the gifts of your paschal sacrifice, Jesus, you feed and and heal our our souls. Come to to strengthen us. Give us a perfect heart to receive your word. That we may bring forth fruit in patience. Jesus, Jesus, you you feed and and heal heal our souls. Come to strengthen us. Make us eager to work with you in building a better world. So that it may listen to your church and its gospel of peace. Jesus, Jesus, you you feed feed and heal our souls. Come to strengthen us. We confess, Lord, that we have sinned. Wash us clean by your gift of salvation. Jesus, you feed and heal our souls. Come to strengthen us. And now we pause to express our own needs and those of our community. Jesus, you feed and heal our souls. Come to strengthen us. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Look upon your family, Lord, that through the chastening effects of bodily discipline, our minds may be radiant in your presence with the strength of our yearning for you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are along with Morning Air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.